This is gonna feel real good, alright? Most dope. Everybody, please put hey. a thumb in the air. What's going on, everybody? Another episode of the Coast to Coast podcast, Game Misconduct. This week, we're without one. So it's a two-man show this week. I've got Nick Andrade with me. Nick, how's it going, pal? It's going great. I love how we came up with the name Misconduct. Remember how I, like, came up with Coast to Coast things, like overboard like, or like yeah like actually being in a ship kind of things <laughs> and things that had to do with water or like on the coast like what was it like fishing fishing the deep uh, end was or like something? something about the coastline or something like it that it was really horrible i don't know i'm a, i'm a big fan of game misconduct and we got a snazzy new graphic for it too me too and uh, i'm a, i'm i'm pretty happy with where we're at right now if there's any topics that anyone ever wants to listen or for us to talk about just uh, tweet one of us yeah, and let tw- us know and we'll get right into it i'd love that yeah Let's uh, let's jump in. I know you're a big Star Wars kind of guy, <laughs> and I've been trying to coin flip between if I want to start with Rise of Skywalker or if I want to start with Mandalorian. I think I want to start with the Rise of Skywalker, I... and right before we got on the phone, or right before we started uh, recording, you said to me that you hated this movie, and I'm going to let you talk first before I dive oh, into it. It wasn't that bad, man. Okay, listen, listen. I, I was just being dramatic. I don't hate the movie. It's just... <sighs> I feel... Is it the third one, like, out of the three in the new trilogy? Is it your least favorite? No, it's actually my second least favorite. Obviously, The Last Jedi is still my least favorite. <laughs> really? Yes. Um, but it's... Uh, man, I don't know how to explain this properly. My voice just cracked there. Um, <laughs> I think that the explanation that I've given anybody that I've talked about this with... And, and I, will, I will tell you that every time I talk about this with someone who thought the movie was okay... After I'm done, they're usually like, ah, you know what? I It was kind of pretty bad. You're right. But it's, it's, it's not, again, like the adventure was fun. The ride was good. I enjoyed yeah. the ride of the movie. Like it 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 was it was compact. It was good. It, it made me entertained. I was definitely entertained. But at the end of the day, when I left that theater and watching it again, I feel empty, Matt. And I felt I have. I feel like, I think the biggest thing, you said you feel empty. I think for me, it was just like, meh. I wasn't thrilled with it. I think it wrapped up the series nicely. Right. It was just like, it wasn't anything I'd write home about or tell people, oh, you got to go see it. It's just like, well, I mean, if you've seen the first two, right. you do have to see this one. But I agree. It wasn't anything spectacular. But when you said you hated it, I was like, okay, hold on. How the hell do you okay, hate no, it? Okay, yeah, no. I mean, Rotten I Tomatoes has it as a 52, and like that's pretty bad. But <laughs> I don't it's not again, that bad. Yeah, I don't think I hated it overall. I still enjoyed the ride, but... I, it, it's crazy because I like I know a lot of people they just don't like the trilogy at all, and I understand yeah. that aspect. But for me, The Force Awakens it renewed my love of Star Wars. I don't care that it was a rehash of A New Hope or there was another Death Star. Blah blah blah. I was invested in the characters, in the new characters. I wanted to know mm-hmm. where it was going. I didn't know who Snoke was. I didn't. Oh, by the way, did we mention that there's spoilers involved here? Obviously, right. Oh, I mean, yeah, it's yeah. it's been what my spoiler rule is like two months. Oh, if, I know. It, I just want I just want to warn the the audience anyway. Yeah, but like, so I was I was I was a fan. I wanted to know what happened. I wanted to know what happened with Ray and her parents. You know, I wanted more Kylo backstory. What the hell is Luke doing? Like, I watched a Force Awakens. I think seven times. I watched it three times in the theater. I brought anyone who could listen to to come see it. Everyone, everyone <laughs> I knew loved it. 
And then I watched it a few more times on, on Blu-ray and whatever. And, and I just, I was so enthralled by the movie overall. Like I was so invested. I'm like, I feel how I felt when I was a child, when I watched them for the first time. And I feel like I, I think that that's the right mindset to watch these movies in now because we're adults now and we're trying to nitpick it like, oh, wasn't this oh, good this course. way? But if you show like a 13 year old or 14 year old and this is their first exposure to Star Wars. Yes. It's just like when we saw movies like The Phantom Menace when we were younger and going to the theaters to see those movies because right. we weren't old enough to watch like A New Hope or yeah. weren't alive then. Yeah. But it was just like. If we go back and watch The Phantom Menace now, it's just like, holy shit, that's not a great movie. But as a kid, you're like, Jar Jar Binks, this is great, this is fantastic. I do have one question about The Rise of Skywalker, though. What the hell was the point of the Knights of Ren? Okay, listen, let's let's not dive into that yet. I'm still not done how I feel. Okay, all right. I'll let you rehash this a bit more. So, um, again, I I looked at it, like you said, I'm trying to look at it as like, you know, obviously you don't want to nitpick as an adult because, again, at the end of the day, this is a kid's movie. But I think the reason yeah. why I just feel empty at the end is because how I felt in the original trilogy, and I know you're not going to be able to duplicate that specifically. No one ever will. But right. this trilogy just felt disjointed. It literally felt like a new person handled it every time, and it did. Like, Ryan Johnson's movie feels like completely departure from this entire trilogy altogether. And mm-hmm. then going into this one, JJ's back, and I feel like he just tries to answer all the questions so quickly that you, you, you can't really just grasp everything at the same time. And, like, I remember Return of the Jedi is not an amazing movie. It's, kind, it's, it's pretty weird. You know, it has the Ewoks. It's very okay. Yes, but it does its job. At the end of the day, I yeah. feel happy. There, it's, it's a conclusion. I, it's, it's, it's a happy ending, which I'm a sucker for, by the way. But, like, everything is – there's closure, and everything is wrapped up. Every every Almost every loose end is pretty much wrapped up, and you feel good about it. And in this one, it's just like, okay, and uh, this is going to happen, and this is going to happen, yeah. and this is going to happen, and action, 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 action. And, oh, by the way, the emperor is back, and we don't know why the emperor is back, but he's back. And he's been hiding this whole time, and now he's here. And, and it's like, what what is happening? And then at the end, it's like, okay, here's a golden lightsaber. Now, what the hell is that about? Like, <laughs> I agree with you that it was just a lot of what's this, what's that, what's this, what's that. Uh, I don't know. I I think I only saw it once. I saw the other two yeah. out of this trilogy more than once in theater. Okay. This one I only saw once. I wasn't like enthralled with it. I was it. the opposite. I mean, I, really? I saw the first I saw one out of the three is my favorite. One time because I was so upset the way that they that they portrayed Luke. Um. That I just couldn't what, watch it lazy and chunky. Well, Luke and... is my favorite character, and and he's just like, I understand when you're like sixty years old, you become more jaded, but literally yeah. he was just like a hermit who hated everything, and then had a redeeming factor at the end of the movie. Like they didn't do his character justice at all, and I feel like forty years have gone by, and this is the best story you can come up with at the end of the day. I was just. But do you also think that maybe Mark Hamill really just didn't give a shit, and it was no, like, Mark okay. Hamill gave tons of shits. <laughs> Legit. I've seen so many interviews with <laughs> him. I've never heard him. that phrase turned around like that. <laughs> but, like, Mark Hamble, I've, I've watched a few interviews with him. Like, he, I think, was genuinely upset at the way that they portrayed him. 100%. And, he, and I know he tried well, to sugarcoat it a little bit, but I think he was truly upset about it. And this guy was crying on the set at, during one of the scenes. Like, of course he cared. 
Okay, that's fair. I didn't see any of those interviews. It just looked like, the, to me, they could have replaced Mark Hamill with Patton Oswalt and it would have had the same effect <laughs> on me. Like, both short dudes who just are right to the punchline, I guess, at yeah. this point. I do enjoy Patton Oswalt, but I mean, rate it out of 10. I'm giving it, I'm giving it a 6.5. A, uh, a 6. I guess I'd give it the same. I just, like, I don't know. It just it feels like there was a different writer every time. And none of the story, like, they didn't link up to each other. I think Ryan Johnson tried his own thing, took away everything that J.J. did or said was going to happen. And then J.J. was like, well, fuck you, Ryan, for changing <laughs> everything that I wanted to do. I'm going to do this now. And I think he was he was pigeonholed. So he's like, how can we make this fun? And so he put the emperor in. The emperor honestly made no fucking sense. I'm sorry. This is I, what... didn't, I did not like the emperor either. I've oh, by the way, up. I am going to... Uh... Put my bay beacon out and say that I am actually alive. And I have a whole army of ships that I was building, but I don't know how I was building it and who is even running the ships. And then this is the one thing, like I like everything out of everything that pissed me off the most is how how it, I can sum it up out of everything and how fast and stupid and how much it didn't make sense was Kylo Ren and Rey are together. And then the emperor is like sh- sucking out their juices and is like, oh, for, this is the first time this has happened in 4,000 years that two Jedi somethings. I didn't even catch what he was saying. And I'm like, what? I, I also wasn't a big fan of the apparatus he was attached to. Like, that was it a just, little too it was much. Like, too. It was like, for, it looked like Assassin's Creed, the movie Assassin's Creed. Like, he was attached <laughs> to an animus or something. I just, ah! And then his like clones, oh. his I don't know who that like his who 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 were the people in the audience? You know he had that giant like oh, coliseum and they're I, all just going. I could not figure that Hoo-ha! out. Hoo-ha! And then they all just disappeared at the end. Yeah, like uh, <laughs> there's so many things like this movie, and it just like it just ended, and I felt nothing. It felt like yeah. the original characters they literally just all died, and it didn't matter what they did. Basically, their lives were shit. And then these people really didn't do anything else. And the emperor was actually just fucking farting and shitting the whole time for 60 years. And then was just like, let me just tell everyone that I'm back. Huh? What? And then Kylo and Ray kiss at the end? Fuck. What? I don't get that. What is this I don't fucking understand st- that What is this all. Stockholm syndrome here? Like, holy hell. Come on, man. I, don't, I, I didn't understand that part at all. Like, like I, I you can could see, tell it was coming. Ugh, I could see their connection. Although, and I like their connection. Oh. That, was, that was probably the coolest parts of the movies was when they would talk yeah. to each other in different places. Yeah. I enjoyed that. But and I, then when it all came together, when Ray gave uh, Kylo the lightsaber, I was like, that's cool. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. There are cool moments. And I think I think Justin, when Justin was at Disney World, he posted a video. I'm not sure if it was Instagram or Twitter. Yeah. And he did the whole Kylo getting the lightsaber, and it was pretty funny. I enjoyed it. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, nice. <laughs> sorry, I let's just there's so off we the could probably have here. Uh, we could probably have a whole conversation about this, but I guess I feel like I feel like we had to get our Star Wars talk out now because if Christian was on this episode, he would not enjoy the Star oh, Wars. I know. Talk. Yeah, yeah. We need to do it now. Um. Yeah, The Mandalorian, though. I've been a pretty big fan of that. It didn't take me long at all to binge it. Um, I want more Mandalorian. I'm very happy there's going to be more. Mm -hmm. The only thing I'd say about it is, and it's super nitpicky, I didn't like the inconsistency in episode times. 
Somewhere oh, like that's 36 minutes. Somewhere like 40-something minutes. I was like, this is kind of weird to me. Matt, but I mean, if that's my biggest complaint, yeah. then I think they did a pretty good job. And the cameos, too. When I saw Bill Burr like in one of the episodes, <laughs> I was like, what the hell is this? I saw... And then, you know, remember at the end, uh, the last episode, also spoilers here, the last episode when they're punching Baby Yoda when he's in the sack or whatever? Yeah. Do you know who that is? Who? Jason Sudeikis. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. I had no idea. It's Jason Sudeikis, and I was reading that he punched the thing a little too hard the first time, Mm -hmm. and they're like, no, 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 don't punch it that hard. But yeah, that Mandalorian is probably my favorite off-branch of the Star Wars series so far that baby... like they did rogue one they did solo and stuff like that yeah but i think mandalorian's my favorite i think again it's i think they did it right like i feel good about that show i feel it, it yeah. brings me back to star wars it brings me back to that feeling that i had and yeah it is a little bit cheesy the last episode a couple episodes like it seems they get out of trouble way too easy um mm-hmm. but i just i loved every, every every minute of it really i didn't really care about the timing um I mean, that like, that's the me. only thing to me. Um, yeah. I know the Baby Yoda is like $1.5 million, so you don't want to punch it that hard. But yeah. that scene with uh, the two uh, scout troopers, and they're trying to shoot the can, and they can't shoot the can. It is hilarious. Just, just absolutely hilarious. Yeah. I'm um, a, the only thing, like, I can see how some people, I was reading just people's thoughts on Twitter, and people were just angry at how cringy, like, this is the way is and stuff like that. It's like, no. it's there on purpose. It's so it's like, good. that's part of it. Yeah. I love the theme song in the I, beginning. Like, it just pumps me up. I don't skip the intro for no, the Mandalorian. Do I. And that's how you know it's a good one. There's, I haven't done that since, yeah, like, Yeah, almost every show. Yep. Yeah. There's almost, like, every show I, I'll just skip the intro to that. But um, we rated we, we rated Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Mandalorian, to me, gets a 9 out of 10. I agree. There is some corniness that sometimes I'm like, eh. And Bill Burr having yeah. a Boston accent in 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 another weird. galaxy is weird. I, I remember seeing a tweet it the other day. Weird. It was like, oh, fuck. That that means that somewhere in that fucking galaxy, there's a, a planet full of people <laughs> from Boston. Yeah, it was, it was super <laughs> weird. There was some There were some episodes where I definitely thought, it could have been done a lot better. Like I was, the one with I was the gunslinger concerned. where he was helping that rookie bounty hunter. That one to me, I was like, this is kind of yeah. dumb. There I, was, I, that was the only one I don't think I really thoroughly enjoyed. The rest I liked. I was afraid that, especially in the early episodes, it was like a new story every time. I thought it was going to be like Doctor Who, which is, if you don't know Doctor Who, like they basically do a new storyline every every week. It, it doesn't really culminate too much into the end. Sometimes it does, but sometimes it doesn't. Mm-hmm. And I thought that's what was going to happen. Because I remember that when they were help the episode when they were helping those people fight the fight the rebel oh, those yeah, raiders yeah. or something. I the hate ATS, that episode. ATAT. And I really? was really I didn't mind it. Well, I didn't mind it either, but like it just it made me think like, oh, is this show going to be not good? But then it just it just yeah. redeemed itself and I just I love every minute of it. It reminds me too like again, I don't understand how they fucked up the trilogy so hard when you have a show like this that is so good and so Star Wars and then you have shows like I mean if you've never seen Clone Wars and Rebels which are two animated I've never seen shows. Either. They are never seen so either. well done and so and they again they are for kids. It's like Y seven is their rating, but if you can look past mm-hmm. that, they're, they're so Star Wars and so good and they're so true to the lore. It it confuses me that you had a trilogy and forty years of history to kind of plan this, 
and that's what you come up with. And then there's feuding with like Kathleen Kennedy and Ryan Johnson and Bob Iger, which is the reason why all this shit happened. Like I don't, I don't know. It doesn't. It just makes me mad because now we're gonna go into more canon shit. I'm talking like such a nerd right now. We're going into so much yeah. more canon stuff. They're gonna try to develop. There's gonna be an Obi Wan show. And again, it just makes me sad. I was about to sad. say, like, is there anything you're excited to see in the Star Wars universe coming up? Because for me right now, it's just I. This, the Obi Wan show, or is it a series or a movie? It's a series. It's a series. It's gotta like be as good as Mandalorian. It does, and I think it if will. If it's not up to there, then I just don't care. Like I mean, out of what was Mandalorian, eight episodes, and we were meh about two of them. It's pretty damn good. Yeah, you and McGregor, I think, will do a good enough job. But again, I, I kind of want them to go away from this era of Skywalker because I'm sick of it. Because now I know the shitty ending that happens, and I don't fucking care anymore. Mm-hmm. Now I want to see just different shit from different years and and more Jedi shit, and just leave this shit alone because fucking mad about yeah. it still and like i'm, g- I'm good with all the origin stories and stuff like that like yeah. the mandalorian i'm sure is going to tie into a different origin story other than baby yoda and like rogue one was pretty cool and like solo i'm okay with all of those i'm okay if it but doesn't though think... either yeah no i'm okay with that too like the mandalorian is literally a dude we've never heard of yeah. and he's the main character yeah. so i'm okay with that if you can make it interesting yeah. i wonder who baby yoda is by the way because it's not Baby Yoda, it's not actually Yoda. Yoda's dead, but maybe it's a clone of Yoda. Maybe it's, like, just its species. I want to know more about the species. Oh, yeah. All right. And it's the cutest thing of all time. Didn't like, learn... I love that little guy. Holy yeah. Hell. Man, when I was in uh, Florida, we went to downtown Disney, and the line of people trying to get Baby Yoda socks was ridiculous. <laughs> I ended up getting a pair because I, like, pushed a couple people out of the way, and nice. I needed some Baby Yoda socks. Nice. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm... I'm curious to know, like you said, who the hell this Yoda is, because yeah. they didn't say anything in the first season. I'm a big fan of that. Um, oh, that would have been an awful segue. I'm not going to say it. Let's talk about Mac Miller and uh, Eminem. Um, <laughs> Mac Miller's new albums. Yeah, if you can put two and two together, I think you can figure that one out. Yeah. Um, Mac Miller's new album, Circles. Obviously, postmortem mm-hmm. album comes out. Mm-hmm. Twelve songs, forty-eight minutes. Looking at it right now, I've listened to this five times i think front to back really well i love mac miller's old stuff like i am a huge fan of best day ever blue slide park stuff mm-hmm. like that i love it circles to me every song sounded exactly the same like wait, wait, in a bad I'm, way I'm looking or a good at my way? spotify in a my favorite mac songs are like knock knock donald trump yeah and like i do like some of his slow stuff but yeah. This whole album, 1 to 12, just felt erroneous and just droning and, like, not... But again, though, you gotta look at it It's hard to critique an album... Sorry, go ahead. It's hard to critique this album when you know he didn't have control over what went into it. No, but I'm sure those are the... Because he was close to finishing his album before he died, right? So this is probably... Yeah. This is a lot closer than some other post-mortem albums, I'm I'm guessing, in terms of what Mm -hmm. he wanted on there. I just look at it like he's that was that was a different time in his life, you know. And obviously, you know, oh he, yeah, absolutely. Rest and he was you know dealing with drug problems. So maybe again, this is something that he needed to do, regardless of you know if it's mm-hmm. not as close to his old stuff or whatnot. Like swimming, his album before this felt like okay, it's a way different pace. There's yeah. a few slow songs and there's a few like really good bangers on there, but circles just right. felt like. He wrote all this when he was dealing with all the shit that was going on, which I get, which is why the whole album sounds melancholy to me. Mm-hmm. But it's very mellow. I was expecting a lot more. It is. I was expecting a lot more. 
I'm not super pissed off with it. It's definitely not an album I'm going to go back to a lot, but yeah. But it's, it's good that you got to hear some new me. tracks before. Yeah. Yeah. Um Eminem's new album. I want to talk about that too. The title right. is called Music to be Murdered by. <laughs> uh he has a song on this album where he talks about the Vegas shooting. He makes fun of Ariana Grande's concert explosion that happened, the That's terrorist great. attack that happened in London. Mm-hmm. Uh, this album, minus that one song, feels a lot like old D12 Eminem. It does, yeah. And and I'm okay with that. Me too. Like half the shit he says though is not okay. Like no, but he's he's always been on controversial, here right? Oh, yeah, and he just doesn't care about it. But, I mean, there's some songs in here where he knows he's going to make, like, the charts with those kind of nights because Ed Sheeran's in that. And then he has other songs that are just like, holy shit, man, don't do this right now. (laughs) But, yeah, I just wanted to chat about those two albums really quickly because it just felt weird seeing a new Eminem album and then going back and listening to everything. I think it's... for me... Go ahead. It's, like, for Eminem especially, I don't know, like, he's obviously passed is prime. I don't want to say that oh, yeah. in a bad way. Um, but you know, he's always had so many different, like, like old, old Eminem is not the same as like yelling Eminem from like the last few years. Right. Like recovery. <laughs> yeah. Like recovery. And then like, I don't yeah. know. It's, he's trying to get back. To, I can see he's trying to get back to his roots and he's obviously always showing how lyric, how well he can write and, and his lyrics and, and how fast he can rap as well. Uh, which yeah. I always appreciate. I'm okay with fast, yeah. But it's just, fast it's almost like nice. you, he, he can't, I don't know, there's nothing that, like, hooks to me, you know what I mean? Like a single that no. I can listen to. And I feel like he hasn't been able to hit that for a while since his, like, last, like, like remember when it used to be, like, rap songs, you know, a few years ago, it was always like, you you make a rap song and then you get a singer to feature to sing the chorus. Yeah, and like it was just like successful every time. Like the song he had with Rihanna uh-huh. is probably that. That was probably I don't know, the last time I really liked Eminem. Oh, love the way you lie. Yeah, that was yeah that was recovery. I'm looking at it now. Like okay, yeah, it's not a bad album. There are some songs yeah there. that are that are pretty decent. Yeah. Um, that are catchy. Yeah, he, or he like, sampled Ozzy on one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Like I that. Keep... Okay, recovery wasn't horrible. No. But, it, but it, it's nothing it's like nothing. the Eminem show, Encore, Marshall Mathers LP. Like it's but not. But you're never gonna get. Like I don't know. It's just like no. It's like that's sometimes not a music style anymore. Yeah. It's again, people change. You know, it's like Kanye is my favorite artist, but I'll never hear, you know, something like College Dropout again. Right. Okay. We need to talk about Jesus is King then. That. Did you like it? No, I didn't like it at all. There's not okay, no, good. Not I would one say if song. Kanye's your favorite artist, and you say yes, you like him, and be like, okay, you're. Well, it's even really hard to say that he's my favorite artist now because I just, the, what he does, I just can't really vouch for anymore. My last album, looking right now, the last album of Kanye's that I can say I liked was a Life of Pablo. Me too. A lot of people hate Life of Pablo, but I I really liked it. It was. I, I think it's fine. I think there's a bunch of songs on there. You can tell that it's completely different than what he's done in the past, mm-hmm. but it's fine. It's acceptable. Yeah. Yeezus was a banger. I loved Yeezus. Watch the Throne was like my, this is when I was like, okay, I really like Kanye. I think, what was it? Dark Twisted Fantasy was named the the, the number one album of the decade, which for me, That's crazy. 100% true, because Runaway is my favorite Kanye song, period. Runaway, Monster, Power, All the Lights. Yep. Okay, this is a, yeah, that was a good album. Yeah. Graduation was good. Yeah, I graduation love graduation. Too. Yeah. 
But yeah, he's just and not then, the same uh, anymore, unfortunately. No. College Dropout had Jesus Walks, and we used to, for basketball, we'd have that song as like our We Go Out on the Court song. We had that for a while. <laughs> and it was really weird, but it was fine. A bunch of like 14-year-olds coming out to Jesus Walks. Oh, my God. Um, we were supposed to talk about this in the last game, Misconduct, but we never got around to it. Yeah. We, uh, we should go over the Best Motion Pitcher of the Year nominees for the Oscars this year. Yeah. Got Ford vs. Ferrari, The yep. Irishman, yep. Jojo Rabbit, yep. Joker, yep. Little Women, Marriage Story, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Parasite. Um, Immediately, I just want to say, I have only seen, the only ones I haven't seen are Little Women, Jojo Rabbit, and Parasite. Same, same with me, Seen actually. everything else. Yes. Oh, no, I haven't seen 1917. I lied. Okay, then you're just horrible. Then have why you, are we even talking you, about this, Matt? God damn. Have you seen... Okay, I wanted to pick your brain about No, let's uh, instead, let's let's not talk about who we think could win Best Picture, because obviously we haven't seen everything, but we can go right. through the movies that we've seen and what we think deserves or not deserves. All right, I'm good. Because I have a hot take uh, about... I have a hot take about Once in a Pot of Time in Hollywood, but let's, let's go through it here. All right, Ford versus Ferrari. I thought it was very well done, very well shot. Yes. Good acting. It was just a solid movie. I don't think it's best motion picture of the year. No. I think it was good. Just uh, solid the overall. Irishman, the cars the cars were great to see. Like yeah. the sound The sound was super cool. The sound cool. editing is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, the sound design. Like- uh The Irishman pretty cool how it was on Netflix. Pretty I got I got a lot of things to say movie. about this one. I wish this movie came out 10 years ago instead of now. I fell asleep three times trying to watch this. <laughs> it is an hour and a half to two hours too long. Yes, I agree. Uh, I think it's an hour too long. Where, the scene where Robert De Niro is trying to kick the shit out of the guy and oh, he hilarious. looks like he's going to fall over. He looks like an old that man. is the worst acting I've ever seen. Like, it wasn't even, even that. It was a like, kick in his face. Was Martin, was Martin Scorsese basically like, Okay, and we got it. Let's go. I don't want to break the glass again. Yeah. We got it in one take. Cause it was that was just horrendous. One take and... De Niro is just like four feet away, like swinging his foot, and it's like, what the fuck? My um, my thing with right. that movie is though, like, the de aging technology looks like shit. It was terrible. It, they they do not look, and I I saw a YouTube video online. You could probably search it up. Just like type in the Irishman deepfake, and they used free technology to mask Robert De Niro and 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 Al Pacino and um, and. Uh, Oh my god, I'm I'm blanking. Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci. Yeah, they like they masked their uh, their faces with deep fakes, and they look so much better than than the hundred million dollars it took to de-age them. And I I don't understand like how they managed they, to do that. It's just like it, they they still look like old guys. I never even know what time period it is. I'm kind of confused because they all they kind of look mostly the same for the most part mm-hmm. throughout. Um, mm-hmm. Like young De Niro looked exactly yes. the same as De Niro at the end. But again, like well, not exactly the same. But it was like it's like you, he aged what? Yeah, it looked like he aged like ten years maybe, longer, and that's it. Yeah. Um, uh, despite that, though, for me. It was great acting. Obviously, I obviously I thought they were uh, minus the one scene. <coughs> minus the one scene. Yes. What scene? Oh yeah, minus that scene. Yes. The great scene. acting. Al Pacino yeah. was incredible. I think. Um, yep. Joe Pesci was great, especially I remember when they were super old, and they're at like a, they're in like jail trying to eat the bread with the with the grape juice oh, or the wine. Oh yeah, yeah. And he just portrays yeah. an eighty-something-year-old man so perfectly there. 
Um, the the best acting, I'll agree with you, is like some of the stuff when they were in jail there. Yeah, like legit. that was good. I was a big fan legit. of that. Or in the beginning when De Niro first meets Pesci, I thought that yes. was good acting yes. too. But then, like again, like, like all that was cool. Like you said, like it's an hour something too long. Like at some point, I'm just like, this movie could have been over already. And it's literally mm-hmm. just like an hour of Al Pacino saying like, "Be on time. Why aren't you fucking on time? Be on time. Why aren't yeah. you fucking on time?" And I'm, and I was really in- intrigued with the movie for like two hours. I was really into it, and I, w- I wanted to research more about Jimmy Hoffa and and all that stuff yeah. and the mob and and all those guys who died See, in the mob and and how they related to JFK and all this stuff. Um, but after that, then I was just kind of like, okay, this movie kind of should have ended already. Yeah. I was just like, for me, it was the first hour that I couldn't get into. Really? And then as soon as there was an established like plot, mm. that's when I started to really enjoy the, the movie. But when it was just the Nero on his own, I was like, ah, I don't really care. <laughs> okay. I woke up, I was like, shit, it was like 40 minutes. I got to rewind this. <laughs> rewind, eh? Uh, old people yeah, I, are, yeah, rewind. Rewind. Remember when you had to put uh, VCRs in the old <laughs> yeah. reminders? Yeah. Those were... Uh, uh, Jojo Rabbit, I didn't see it. I didn't um, see it either, no, but I really want to see it because I've only heard good things. Yeah, and I love the me a Joker. satire. The Joker. Yeah, you go. You, I you start with it, go. absolutely loved this movie. Really? And it's not because I'm sick and twisted, but I loved this movie so much. It is the biggest mind freak throughout the yeah. whole thing. Like, it's a psychological thriller, and if anybody ever wants to watch a psychological thriller and they're yeah. like, Oh, give me some examples. This is number one. Uh, it is wild start to finish. You have no idea what's going to happen for half of it. I'd say some of it was pretty predictable. The ending's insane. I was a little, uh, I didn't lu- expect any of that. I was a little lukewarm on it. I don't know. Maybe it's, I thought I, it was just, it was, did too, you go into it though? Expecting? Depressing. No, no super depressing. You have to like go into that with the happiest thoughts ever. Oh, I know, right? Because then you just hate humanity afterwards. shit, yeah. (laughs) It's... it's Uh, But no, I didn't didn't Um, go into it with any, like, Batman preconceived notions. But I just... Yeah. I spent an hour last night on YouTube looking at, like, the best uh, Dark Knight clips. Oh, I kind of want to rewatch that, I I watch it, that whole trilogy, I rewatch that every year. Really? I love it so much. Yeah, it's my favorite... Um, the scene where he goes where, with the pencil on the table. Oh, yeah, he you love that? He head through it. I <laughs> love that. It is so twisted. It is incredible. I used to do a good um, Joker impression, but I don't think I could do it right now. Oh, God, I, I wouldn't even be able to get close to a decent You want to know how I got these scars? You want to know how I got these scars? Okay, don't like it. Next. Uh, <laughs> it sounds in. better in real life, okay? It doesn't sound bad. It do- I, I'm like I'm listening to it over the phone right now. I'm sure when I put it through audio or in through post-production, it'll sound pretty good. That was a um, one-off, okay? Oh, I'm going to – what I'll do is I'll cut the actual sound from the Joker saying that and put it in after yours. Great. Awesome. Um, <laughs> Marriage Story, Little Women – Little Women, I didn't see. Did you I see it? See. No, I didn't see. But I, I did see Marriage Story, and I honestly like. Me too. It's getting a lot of shtick online for like, I don't know why people are saying that that uh, Adam Driver and and Scarlett Johansson like it was bad acting. I thought it was amazing acting. I thought it was fine. Yeah. I thought it was great. Like there was, there was nothing wrong with. That. I recently watched it. I watched it a couple nights ago actually. There's... And I thought Adam Driver was phenomenal in it. And it's not like oh I love Star Wars. I love Adam Driver. Yeah. I just thought he was very good in it. Um, it what's made the me... movie where he's in? Logan Lucky, I think it's called. Uh huh. 
like I compared after I watched Marriage Story, I was like, how the hell can he do Logan Lucky and then do Marriage Story? I was like, that is he's he's such a good actor. Yeah. Um, I wanted to mention too, like a lot of people complain about the dialogue when they're in that giant argument. Mm-hmm. And then I, I saw on Twitter, like, people were posting, like, oh, this is proper dialogue. This is a fight, blah, blah, blah. And for me, what made Marriage Story so good and so real is they fought, like, normal humans fight. It wasn't yep. a fucking diatribe and a monologue of people using fucking fancy-ass words. It's you are so yep. angry at the other person, and you don't fully know how to convey your emotions that you say either stupid stuff or stuff that doesn't even make sense. And they, just words are coming out of your mouth. Right. And they ju- and you're just trying to attack the other person or whatever it is. And they just nailed that so perfectly. I was just yeah. – I was like – again, another de- kind of depressing movie that had a happy kind of ending. But, like, I just thought it was it was, it was really good. Yeah. It's another Netflix movie, too, on there, too. That's, yes. It's pretty impressive. That well, Netflix uh, will never win they, because the Oscars hate Netflix, basically. Exactly. Yeah. Even if they produce the best movie ever. It like, The Irishman matter. is probably as close as they're going to get. Right, and uh, they're not speaking of Netflix, win, real I quick. Think. I love rom coms, and we're talking about you're Netflix a sucker movies. for rom coms, uh, eh? Dude, I love rom coms. <laughs> uh, have you seen Always Be My Maybe? Yes, I really like that movie. I lo- that is my favorite rom com right now. That and uh, shit, what's the movie with Zac Efron, Michael B. Jordan? That awkward moment. Uh, that's like my. Oh, second that's a good one rom-com. too. That's a good one too. See, b- big oh, you're when such he's trying a little to. Sweet little man. Uh, dude, I I love rom coms. Oh, so cute. Uh, <laughs> shut up. Once upon a time in Hollywood, or no, I skipped 1917. I haven't seen it yet because I've heard from like a bunch of people that it's either phenomenal and they loved it, yeah. or it's absolute trash because of the way it was shot. I can understand both. I don't. I don't about the shooting. No, it's it's almost one continuous shot. Uh, you That's never really heard, have yeah. time to breathe. I don't know if breathe. I'd like it. Well, I like that aspect. It's fucking 1917. It's based on a World War One okay. fucking movie. Like, all right. I'm I I enjoyed that, that aspect. But yeah, watch it and, and let me know how you feel. Okay. Uh, Once upon a time in Hollywood. I'll let you dive into this. I will start though with. Uh, this wasn't my favorite Tarantino movie. It's not even a top three favorite Tarantino movie. Yeah, it's um. It's, for me, the only it's not saving... one of it's not one of his worst, but it just wasn't that good. Well, I think his last two have probably been his worst, to be honest. Um, Hateful Eight. Hateful Eight. I enjoyed the Hateful Eight like tension building, but like that movie was just yeah. all over the place. And this one too, I feel like the saving grace of that of this movie, and I hate to say it because honestly, Quentin Tarantino was probably my favorite director, and and some of my favorite movies He's of so all time good. are are his. Um, and I yeah. think I think he's he's a brilliant director and, and a brilliant mind in terms of like a movie cinephile like legitly, um, mm-hmm. but this movie was just all over the place and it was way too long as well. I thought. Um, I feel like they tried to rely on star power too much in this one. The, like save, the, other the saving grace movies. of this movie was was Brad and Leo. I thought they had amazing performances. Yeah. I love when they I, were I on feel screen. Like, I don't want to call Tarantino lazy, but it feels like. He just wrote it, and, or he just created it and was like, this is it, I guess, and we're just going to let these two carry it. Whereas in other movies, like, other characters are some of the best parts of, like, in Django, when um, Jonah Hill, his little scene in it, when they're riding around on the horses. Oh, yeah. And that scene where they're talking about, like, the one guy's wife cutting out the yeah. holes and stuff like that for the masks. Like, scenes like that pop out to me right. and make me go, that's a hell of a good Tarantino movie. Whereas yes. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, you're right. It felt like it was just too, 
it's too main character driven, which sounds bad about a movie, but I think you know what I mean in terms of a Tarantino. No, movie. well, I like Sharon Tate is like non-existent in this movie. Like Margot Robbie, I don't even think did she had a line. Like she had like three lines. I did not understand how little she was used. I didn't get. I didn't get the whole Manson stuff. Again, Manson was in the movie for one scene. Yeah. So I was confused about that as well, and then. Uh, everyone loves the payoff at the end. Uh, not a big fan of it either. I thought it was really weird. I get that he's trying to alter history yet again, but I just I was confused by it, and I was kind of confused by the whole movie. Um, but Brad I and Leo were good. Care. That's it. Yeah, and I mean, if that's enough to keep me interested, I'm okay with it. Yeah. But it, like, it's a good movie. I'm just holding Tarantino to a high standard. Um, really, real quick, actually, yeah. ra- rank your uh, Tarantino movies like one to three. Just give me your top three. Oh, man. I'll give you mine real quick so you have a second to think about it. Okay. Uh, I go, ooh, I got to put them in order. Give me give me Pulp Fiction 1, Django 2, and I love Inglorious Bastards. Give me that as 3. I didn't include a single Kill Bill, which feels really bad. Yeah, I'm going to go uh, Pulp Fiction 1 because that movie. Yeah. I, I remember watching it for, for the first time, and it wasn't my favorite, and then I watched it for a second time, and I'm like, this is fucking cool. Yep. I had the same thing. I was like, this is so cool. Yeah. I understand this movie. Um, Inz- yeah. Inglorious Bastards for me is number two because I love me some World War II history kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and number three, this is a hot take, actually, um, because a lot of people like Kill Bill Volume 1 better than 2, but I like Kill you. Bill Volume 2 than Volume 1, and that's going to be Like, three. for me... For me, there's not much of a difference in the two. Like I, I more things okay happen in either side. In two, I get to see more of, of his, of uh, her, her trainer, her Chinese trainer guy. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It's just like the. I think the only reason I have Django and Inglorious Bastards in my top three is because I love Christoph Waltz. Django is great. Like I, phen- that's probably a four. Oh, for it's me. so good. Reservoir Dogs Django is up is, there too. Yeah, Reservoir Dogs is up there, but it's just not enough for me to like. Yes really give a movie that it. i really liked that was written by tarantino that he didn't direct was true romance have you seen true romance no i haven't seen that it's with dennis lear dennis leary or dennis no not dennis leary christian slater and patricia arquette and oh shit dennis and christian slater has uh like imagine elvis is his imaginary friend and like they fall in love and yeah. brad pitt's in it as well and um uh, Christopher Walken is in it too. It's actually really good. I, I recommend that. It's so weird, but also good. To, I might have to watch that. Yeah, watch that. Uh, back to the Oscars real quick. The last movie we have on this uh, I gotta see Parasite. List like, is I have Parasite. To. I want to see it. Good things. Only and I great hate things, subtitles, actually. but I want to see it. Oh, who cares like, about I subtitles? Do not li- me man, I but don't that's like what, subtitles when I'm watching That's what the director things. said. The Parasite director said at at the Golden Globes. He's like, once you get over. Uh, a one inch, the tiny line. Yeah, yes. I know. You you open yourself to an amazing world, and that's what you need to do. I know. Like when you watch Netflix and you're just leaving a series on TV, just and doing other tasks. Yeah. Do you have subtitles on ever? Yes, I do. Really? Yes. yes. Sometimes when Man, I'm just I not can't. paying attention that much, or I can't hear properly, I just put that on and then I read them. But you're you just it, you're can't. literally just reading them the whole time. You're not even really paying attention to what's going on. You're that's what I don't like. <laughs> I feel like yeah, I'm but if I'm watching like Japanese the... anime, I have to have that on there. Okay, that's different. That's way different. Yeah, I was at the uh, dentist office a couple weeks ago, and well, they you had need friends it for up the there. Dentist. 
and and yeah, I was just like, I'm not even paying attention to this episode. I'm just reading, and I was like, I don't like this, <laughs> but it makes sense in situations. I just don't like doing it at home. Yeah. Um, we were supposed to keep this short, but I let you go off on a Star Wars tangent. Any final thoughts before we head out of here? Was that it? Were, were we supposed to talk about something else? We were supposed to talk about McGregor and Cowboy. And oh, we got to talk about that. Life. We got to talk about that then. Man, we Quickly. are at 40 minutes. Ah, who <laughs> okay, cares? Fine. We're having a uh, conversation, it far, Matt. It's called, it's called it, talking between two human beings, and we're enjoying it. So let's fucking talk, okay? Yes, okay, Minnie McGregor. the listeners don't want to keep... <laughs> No, um, that, that fight was okay, just... let's start at the beginning. Well, th- there wasn't much of a beginning, and... middle, or end. No, I mean, like, he didn't really hype up the fight at all. It no, he didn't. It didn't feel like a McGregor fight. Which is what I liked. Which is... Really? I hated that. Oh, uh, because, no. I wanted more McGregor being an asshole. I made a point about this when I saw the press conference and how respectable he was and how how I much see, he respected your Cowboy. Yeah, you saw my yeah. tweet. Like, I'm just saying, like, that takes... You can see he's in a different place. Now, whether that changes... Yeah, probably because when, no one's drinking his whiskey because he's a dick. No, I understand, but he, he respects Cowboy, and he was he was solid. And he, he knew that he hasn't been in the octagon for a while, so he didn't want to pump his own tires. Mm-hmm. Again, this might completely change if he faces Khabib. He's probably going to be a complete dick against Khabib. And he needs to be. And he needs to be, but... I just I like seeing this side of Connor and I was okay with that. And then he he literally let his fighting talk, forty minutes broke his like nose I'm, or forty minutes, forty seconds. I'm okay. I'm okay with at the end when he gave like Cowboy's mom a hug and stuff like that. That yes. was cool. Yes, uh, I was all right with that. Like at the end of the fight, show all your respect and stuff. Yeah. But I'm just used to Connor being a total dick and like going no, on stage and screaming. Who the fuck and, is that guy? <laughs> yeah. I'm looking at him now. I was doing a bit of research before we jumped on, and mm-hmm. one of the top stories is Conor McGregor hit with backlash for praising Trump as a phenomenal president. Oh, God, Conor, no. I don't even want to touch that. <laughs> Just leave, leave that alone, alone, bud. Oh, And I think no. that's the perfect place to say yeah. see you later because I don't want to touch that with a 10-foot pole. You know who I apologize Nick to? Was... Absolutely no one. I hate this so much. We'll be back. We've got another recording on this Sunday actually coming up. We've got Christian back with us. For Nick Andrade, I'm Matt Best. This is Game Misconduct on the Coast to Coast podcast brought to you by Penalty Box Radio.